Welcome to the Naturopathic Life and Living Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Francis, where I'm going to be talking about all kinds of things underneath the sun, everything that has to do with life, living, and your healthcare. So today I want to talk about perspective. And simply put, perspective is just the way that you view something. It's your angle. It's your specific way of how you view something. And it's not just with your eyes. It's like literally specifically, you know, with your eyes. But it's also your perspective is based on the filters that you have learned, that you've gathered throughout your life, that literally the filters. So it doesn't matter what field that you're talking about, if you're thinking about film or art drawing, painting, whatever, all of these different words come into play and they all contribute the same way. So if you are in the theater and you're using a filter, then you're taking something and you're covering up over the camera to be able to change what people actually can see looking through that lens of the camera, right? Well, with perspective in how we view the world based on our own consciousness. We have our own filters that work the same way as they do in the theater or when it comes to perspective in drawn art or anything like that. Our filters are those psychological things that we pick up, that we're taught, that we're traumatized through, that we're bombarded with, all of that, that alters the way we actually see what's in front of us. So it changes how we view things. And we each have our own perspective with our own filters, which when we resolve those traumas and we are willing to have compassion to understand trauma, that's how we are able to move through it, to move beyond it, to let it go, to let it be behind us, not because we're ignoring it, but because we've accepted what happened. And that doesn't mean that we're making it okay and making excuses for it. It's that we're truly understanding from a different perspective, from a different point of view, the situation and the dynamic so that way it's not overpowering everything that we do. And it's not shading what we do. It's not putting darkness onto the way that we view different things in the world. It's not changing us and the way we see things because of being overshadowed. You know, this experience changing the way that we see things because whatever's happening in the world, right? But when we have a buildup of experiences, those things show us how to make meaning out of different things and how to be able to predict possible outcomes for the interactions we're about ready to choose to be a part of and to interact with. So when we're jaded, because we've had repeated instances or maybe just one monumental, impactful experience that alters our perception and makes us see things differently than we used to, because maybe now we're going to associate whatever kind of dynamic with whatever happened in our past. Therefore, we're going to have less of a trusting attitude towards certain situations or people or things like that. And this isn't anything wrong or bad to be judged or anything like that. This is just the reality of what happens. We like to steer clear of psychological pain. Getting into kink and things like that is a completely different situation because that's something completely different, but a topic that I'm not going to be going into right now. But in general, as people, we gravitate towards pleasure and rewards and feeling good. And we want to steer clear of uncomfortable feelings, discomfort, feeling bad, because we 
We don't want to feel like that. We avoid that. So anything that we might encounter that might resemble something that we've experienced in the past that gave us a negative experience is going to shade our future experiences that might have any kind of connection or correlation to that. And we're going to connect those things together as if that new experience is going to have the same poor outcome that our past did. The problem with that is that some of the circumstances might be the same. However, the dynamic isn't the same and the future is not the past. So once we see things from different perspectives, then we're able to let go of those accusations and those poor expectations and or I should say expectations of a poor outcome. And then we're able to be more open to life's possibilities and the way that we view things. And quite honestly, if you're viewing something from one perspective and you're capable of seeing that situation or that dynamic from a different perspective, that means you're capable of putting yourself in somebody else's shoes. You are able to see something through new eyes, through the eyes of somebody else, you know, all those different kinds of things. You might actually even feel a little bit crazy because if you're getting outside of your mind, you're out of your mind, you're actually viewing something from a different perspective than you used to. And it's quite possible that it's going to feel crazy because you actually are experiencing something in a way that you aren't used to experiencing that. And keep in mind, everybody has their own perspective. And so if there's something in the middle of the room and a group of people surrounding that thing, every person looking at that thing is going to have their own individual perspective about what it is that they're witnessing. And that meaning that they attribute to whatever they witnessed is based on past learning experiences and understanding, as well as connecting any emotions to those things that might have been present when a thing like that happened in the first place. These initial things that happen are called our paradigms. So it's like the initial thing that gave us an understanding of something, an original meaning, that's our paradigm. So anytime something like that happens or we're exposed to it, immediately what do we think of? We think of our paradigm. We think of the first example that we learned that we understand what something is instead of being able to recognize all different things like fruit. For example, if I said fruit, what do you think of? Well, that could be a huge variety of different things. But typically when somebody hears a word, they automatically put meaning to it. And then the more things that they've learned that that expands into other things as well, then we start recognizing all those things as well. But fruit in and of itself is going to have its own meaning. Maybe what you first think of is a bowl of mixed fruit. Maybe what you think of is an apple or an orange or a pear or a banana or, you know, whatever it is that you specifically think of, which is going to be something that is going to correlate to your family, your values, your community, the area you grew up in, the school, a snack you had in preschool, like, you know, whatever. It's going to be something specific to you that you learned and that that is the way that your brain is categorizing things. And so even with conversations with people understanding language, they could be saying something that you are interpreting because you're seeing it through your own filter from your perspective. And that's not at all what they're saying, because from their perspective, they mean one thing. And from your perspective, those same exact words mean something completely different, which is why we have so much conflict in conversation. I remember years ago, there was this woman that I was friends with, and I essentially said how complex communication is. And she couldn't understand what I was talking about because she knew for a fact that 
communication was extremely simple, which that just in of itself, I think is pretty funny because I was saying that it was complicated and she's arguing that it's simple, which therefore proved that it was complicated, right? Yeah, that's the way that I saw it anyways. I'm sure from her perspective, that's not what she thought or how she saw that interaction. But the problems and the conflicts arise when people have the expectation that the perspective that they have is exactly the same perspective that everybody else has. And of course, why wouldn't they? Because that's the way that they see it. They don't see it another way. So the only way that anybody is capable of recognizing somebody else's perspective is either by literally physically moving, being able to have the conscious awareness that depending on how something is viewed, it can have a different appearance. It can take on a different shape, a different form. There's different things. Again, I'm going to go back to that old adage about the blind men and the elephant. There were like five or six blind men, you know, however many men there were, and they were all standing around an elephant. And of course, they were blind. So they were feeling the elephant to try to make sense out of what an elephant actually is. But they were all standing in separate places because an elephant is pretty big. So in order to actually be close enough to this elephant to be able to feel them, to be able to make sense out of what they were feeling, they only had a very limited view, perspective, surface area to be able to have access to. So if one was at the tusk and one was at the ear and one was at the side and one was at the tail and one was at the foot or, you know, you get the idea. And everyone was saying exactly what their experience was. And it was true. It just didn't match the experience of any of the other people that were there. And that's fine because this concept of this elephant is so big that it's bigger than the capacity of one of their hands being able to feel it, which of course, it wouldn't be even possible for them each to be touching the same spot to have the same perspective at the same time as anybody else because their hands can't just be in in place within another one's hand. So it has to be by an abstract concept to be able to actually understand somebody else's perspective. And that's by being open to hearing them express where they're actually coming from. It's by being willing to recognize that your perspective is only one of many perspectives and other people have many perspectives that add to the greater whole, including your perspective. By us being able to accept somebody else's perspective, then we can incorporate that into our own, which then expands our perspective because it gives us a background awareness of something more than we used to have. So being able to recognize where someone else is coming from, the way that they see things, the way that they understand things, expands our consciousness. Another thing with this I want to point out is that it's super important to be able to recognize how people's experiences alter their reality. Again, because of those filters, they witness something, but because of how they've made sense out of things that have happened to them in the past, that's what they use to ascribe meaning to what they've witnessed. And if people get stuck because they can't figure out how to make sense out of something that happened, then that's when they just spin and their mind just kind of goes in circles and they can't really make sense out of anything because they don't have a framework to be able to process that with. It just doesn't make sense. Like something that happened just doesn't make sense and they need to be able to get a higher perspective, a better idea. Like when we're in art classes and we're drawing and we're painting, sometimes when we're super close up, we need to take a step back or take 20 steps back to be able to see what we're doing from a different perspective, to see other factors instead of just the little tiny, tiny details. And then after we've been able to see it through a bigger picture, then we're able to be more precise with what we're doing and to be able to make that whole canvas more flowing and complete. 
So when in relationship dynamics, different people are going to acknowledge what they see, what their perception is of something differently than somebody else, that does not make either of them wrong unless they expect that their perspective individually is the only one that can possibly exist. That's a problem. That creates conflict because in that kind of a situation, that person that is closed to the possible awareness of any other perspective other than their own is very limiting. They're not willing to acknowledge that somebody else's perspective is also real. So essentially what they're expecting is everybody who doesn't agree with them, which they're the only ones who actually have their own perspective. Anybody else's perspective is going to be even slightly off. So they're essentially trying to make everybody be like them to be them because they expect no other perspectives to exist except for their own. And that is stifling and that is unhealthy. And that is a source of great conflict when people feel that they're not allowed to own or trust or acknowledge or receive acknowledgement for their own perspective, which is their own truth. It's our identity. That's who we are. That's what we see. Sometimes we need to get a completely new perspective to be able to make sense out of something that we're struggling with. And that could come in the form of trusting what somebody else says and the way that they describe something. Sometimes that comes from realizing and letting go of our past traumas when we have compassion for the other person and what their possible experiences were, which led to whatever the conflict was. So then that can take away one of those filters that is interfering with the way that we might be possibly witnessing something. So then again, our perspective broadens and expands because we're letting go of that filter and we're being able to allow other information in and other ways of seeing things. Now, this actually comes with a great reward. There's an amazing payoff for this. There is so much relief and disconnect from the perpetual mind racing of that loop bringing us back into trauma and this stuck way of thinking, but it comes with a great cost as well. You have to be willing to give up your victimization. You have to be willing to give up the belief and holding so strongly and tightly on the fact as you see it as a fact, your perspective is that it's fact, that you were abused, that you were victimized, that somebody did something horrible to you. And you won't be able to claim that anymore if you acknowledge that, oh my goodness, maybe whatever it was that happened was a combined result of something you did and the way that somebody else responded to you. That does not give anybody free reign to do whatever the hell it is that they want to do to you. But they didn't do it alone because if you were involved, even if it was just a consequence, like something happened and maybe it was something you were inadvertently doing. Maybe you were acting out of shadow. Maybe you were feeling tormented in your mind and you didn't realize what an asshole you've been to this person that they finally lashed out at you and did something over the top that then you found unacceptable. I mean, quite honestly, their reaction to you was saying that whatever it was that you've been doing to them was unacceptable to them. So you have to be able to own that perspective of the possibility that this person didn't act alone and your actions, behaviors, you know, all of that actually contributed to the way that they treated you. Now, I know that's a very controversial statement because some people are going to say that's blaming the victim and I'm not. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying personal responsibility and being able to recognize another perspective. So then I'm going to take 
take it back to that analogy of the blind men with the elephant. So if each individual person is only capable of being close enough to that elephant to be able to feel their own local area, if they're open to hearing other people talk about what it is that they see instead of, or in that case, feel, instead of being so adamant in what they know their truth is without being willing to accept the possible truth of somebody else, if they're actually open to hearing that, then that's one side of it. But another thing would be to hear what people say and then have to know that for truth for themselves, not just accept it because these other people were describing their things. But if they hear that all that information and then each of the other people steps away so that way they can in fact feel all of the different parts so that way they can get the perspective of each person while they're actually walking around and feeling all those different parts of the elephant to get the bigger picture. And they're actually capable of recognizing and believing because they're curious, because they have a sense of curiosity to be able to want to explore, to be able to discover instead of having, like I said before, this jaded perspective of, I know how this is, you know, this is my paradigm. This is how it always has been. This is how it always will be. And it's never going to change. See, again, that's how people stay stuck. That's how traumas continue and pursue through nurture and nature. Even though trauma isn't very nurturing, nature is just how things have, like I've said before in previous podcasts, nature is just once our DNA has been embedded with some kind of coping mechanism. And I say it that way because everything that we experience essentially is a physiological chemical occurrence. So all of our feelings, all of our emotions, these are just rushes of energy, which is the positives and the negatives and the changing over of the charges as we're metabolizing, as our nervous system is being stimulated from different kinds of things in our environment. And then however we feel about it, I heard something before that said, essentially, the difference between excitement and fear is breathing. So if you're super, super excited about something, it's the same exact chemicals that are flowing through your bloodstream that is from fear. But if you're breathing, if you're really doing deep breathing, which is why they say when you're stressed out, stop, take a moment, breathe, right? Get that oxygen flowing in there, get the tissues able to release those toxins to be able to release those extra metabolites from all of that digestion, the metabolism of whatever is going on in your body. Allow your nervous system to be able to have that give and take, to be able to have that flow, to be able to have those things happen. And then are you closed off to something or are you open? Are you curious? Are you ready and willing to be able to explore and believe what somebody else is telling you, even if it's just to be able to give you something to be curious about it, which you can then go explore, feel that entire elephant on your own instead of just expecting and accepting that the only reality that there possibly is, is directly what's in front of you. Now, another way to look at this as well, I've heard it this way, is let's say that there are two people and they're both sitting across from each other and in between them is a ball. Now, one person could be looking at the ball and they can say, this ball is green. The person on the other side could be looking at the ball and they can say, well, this ball is orange. Okay, if all they're going to do is sit there and argue with each other because they know what their perspective is and they know for a fact what they see, that's not going to be beneficial for anybody. Not if they're wanting to have a dialogue or any kind of connection or anything like that. They're just going to constantly be yelling about how they know for a fact what they see is what they see. But they're not willing to acknowledge the possibility that, oh, maybe the other side of the ball is that other color and that's what that other person sees. So instead of one of the people getting up 
and looking at the other side and being able to be like, oh yeah, that's, that is true. Yeah. Your side is green. Now come on over here and I'll, I'll show you my side is orange. And if that second person isn't willing to get up and to look and to be able to see that like, wow, yeah, actually that's awesome. Um, my side is green, but your side is orange. So the bigger picture of the whole thing would be to step away from the entire situation and then be looking from maybe directly across from that ball that is half green and half orange and be able to recognize that there's another thing going on here. There's a bigger picture. There's more information that neither one of these people have access to when they're only looking at this situation from their own limited perspective. And so, yeah, I mean, I can imagine the possibility of anybody and everybody just listening like Dr. Francis, how the fuck does this have anything to do with anything? And why should I even care? Like, who cares about a ball? Who cares about, you know, this kind of limited perspective? Who cares? Well, because do you want to heal or do you want to stay stuck? Do you want to keep telling yourself the same damn story that you've been telling yourself this whole thing? Or do you want to change your narrative? Do you want to be able to be victorious and thriving in your life? Or do you want to just be constantly in a state of survival trying to cope with and deal with all this shit that you've dealt with, that you've been experiencing, that you've been told who you are and how you're supposed to be and what everything is supposed to mean? Or are you going to take matters into your own hands? Are you going to realize who you are and that you have the choice to decide and then become who you really believe that you are and that you can be because you've given yourself the opportunity to be able to become that because you've decided that. It's all up to you. Where do you want to be with it? All right, everybody, that ends our episode for today. I hope you were able to get some helpful information to be able to live more naturally. So if you like what I had to say today and you found it beneficial or helpful, please go ahead and share. And if there's anything going on where you need to find a naturopathic doctor or for any reason you need somebody to talk to, please go ahead and call me at 586-405-7618. Or you can find me online at canassist.me. That's C-A-N-N-A-S-S-I-S-T dot M-E. This is Dr. Francis saying, enjoy, have fun, and until next time.